For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome back in, everybody, to another edition of Tide Talk Live. Stacey Blackwood joined, as always, by my good buddy Jake Thomas as week two of the college football season is right around the corner, Jake. And the biggest matchup of the non-conference slate, in my opinion, of the entire season is going to be happening in Tuscaloosa this weekend when the Texas Longhorns roll into Bryant-Denny Stadium to take on the album of Crimson Tide. Jake, we're going to give our preview and prediction for that for that game here tonight. Uh, here in just a little bit. But, Jake, before we get started, how are you doing? Are you ready? Have you had a good week? What's what's up with you? Man, yeah, it's been a great week. Uh, I, I'm excited, super pumped about this game, uh, especially seeing how different the team played, uh, you know, last Saturday. I, I'm fairly confident, uh, very confident in this game. Uh, just how we, we come into it, how, how, how things are going, how things are laid out to be. If everything goes right, of course, but uh, but I'm excited. It's like you said, it's got a huge matchup this uh, this weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. What what a game, and uh, I can't afford tickets to that game, so I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to be going right. to it. But but yeah. I, honestly, I think I'd rather watch this one from the from the comfort of my home anyway. But uh, it's going to be a great matchup. Bryant Denny Stadium is going to be electric on Saturday night. Then when them LED lights come on, it's going to be unreal. So looking forward to that. Going to be a lot of fun to discuss that. Before we do that, make sure you do like, share, and subscribe to our channel today. We're closing in on uh, 2,300 subscribers. So make sure you subscribe to our channel today. Uh, then jump in the comment section and give us your score prediction for Saturday's game between Alabama and Texas. Uh, and maybe an MVP or something like that as well. Just just give us all your thoughts and opinions on this matchup in the comment section below. Uh, Jake, we're going to look at some, some different things uh, as we kind of preview this game and kind of do it like we did last week as far as just what, what Alabama needs to do on each side of the football to have success and kind of what the keys are to victory for the Crimson Tide. And we'll start – I want to start when Alabama has the football against that Texas defense, Jake. In your opinion, what has to go right and what is maybe the, the biggest factor uh, for Alabama when they have the football? Uh, what has to go right is we've got to uh, keep Monroe protected. Uh, now, if the, you know, we know his ability to scramble out of the pocket if, if need be. And, uh, you know, he had to do that a couple times last week. But I feel like you know, there's so many question marks still surrounding him. And if he wants to be that that leader and take over this team, he's going to, have to sit in that pocket and, and ease some minds. And that is short to either intermediate passes. You know, he's had some, some of those look really good. And then he's had some that, you know, just like, ooh, you know, you just kind of kind of iffy about but now his deep pass, I'm not worried one hundred percent on it. You know, I he looked really, really polished on the deep pass. It's going to be a different defense this week, though. So I'm sure the corners are going to be a lot closer and there won't be as much separation as it was in that game uh, last week. But if he can make the plays that are needed and then the running backs can can get some momentum because it seemed like they really couldn't get any kind of momentum started last Saturday night, but they get some momentum, I think 
offensively, this team it can put up numbers and put up points real quick. And, and if they do that, if they they could, I could see us jumping up like 21-10 early on in this game. And Texas is struggling to climb back into it. It could be that quick. Uh, just everything's got to fall into place, though. Yeah, you touched on on a couple of good things, Jake, especially the running game. And I look at how Alabama may attack Texas this week. And, you know, we didn't really see a lot of design runs for Jalen Milrow. I mean, his best run of the game was on a, a broken play when, when a, you know, it was a bad snap for Alabama's first touchdown. So mm-hmm. uh, I look for a few more uh, design runs for Milrow. Uh, getting that big 220 plus pound body rolling in the right in, in, in the right direction and um, you know get him going downhill. Uh, so I look for that, Jake, and then that will also help the running backs kind of get into a groove as well because now that defense has kind of shifted their focus to try trying to contain Milrow uh, in the running game. And then you think about uh, you talked about his passing and look, mm-hmm. he, he looked, he looked great throwing the football Saturday against middle Tennessee state and look, mm-hmm. it's middle Tennessee state. So you got to take it right. for what it is. First game of the year uh, for middle Tennessee state, first game of the year for Alabama. You can't take a ton from it, but his deep ball accuracy was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. His timing with his receivers was really, really good. You know, the receivers called everything that was in, in range. So mm-hmm. uh, th- they look, to have a good connection, so that that's really that's really important. So I, I look for that to continue this week, but I think it's all going to be predicated off what Alabama can do in the ground game. And mm-hmm. so the offensive line is 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 crucial, Jake. I mean, we, we talked about how they want to kind of establish that physical mentality, you know, punish defenders, play bully ball, and and they can really set the mark Saturday night in Tuscaloosa against Texas. I mean, there's yep. no better day to start than on Saturday night. And if if they can can create some running lanes for those running backs, create some running lanes for Jalen Milrow, uh, then then it could be, it could be a long day for that Texas defense. Cause if the ground game gets going for Alabama, uh, I I feel sorry for, for, for opposing teams, especially with Jalen Milrow at quarterback, because his, his ability to make explosive plays both in the ground game. And now we've seen it in the passing game as well. Man, that's going to be tough for defenses to stop. Yeah, I agree 100%, Stacey. Uh, and, and talking about the offensive line real quick, you know, I, I Monday I went back and, and rewatched a little bit of the game, especially the first half. And, you know, we talked about it on our post-game show uh, of the game. And, and I feel like the offensive line isn't, you know, they're, they're getting a lot of flack. But, honestly, the busted plays when, when Milrow got sat – was just our running backs just got ran through. It really wasn't on the offensive lineman. So offensive line overall played really well, I thought. So I'm hoping, you know, the toughness falls back to the offense to the the running backs when they're in pass coverage. You know, step up and bully ball somebody. And uh, but overall, the offensive line, I, I thought they did. I did. They did really well. Yeah, I thought they played a lot better than what most people thought or had the opinion of after that first game. And, and really after rewatching it, you know, they really did a solid job. But uh, uh, I, I think offensively it, it comes down to the offensive line getting a push, a consistent push, and and then also the, the running backs taking advantage of that and then making a more concentrated effort to get Milrow involved 
in the in the rushing attack because he's just I mean that's his, that's his best attribute Jake he's right. he's probably the most athletic guy on the field every time he's on the field so mm-hmm. you have to take advantage of that and I think there's a reason Alabama didn't show that quite as much against MTSU it's because they wanted to kind of hold out up until week two against Texas because they knew that matchup was looming so I think you're going to see a little more design runs from Milrow against Texas and I think that's going to be critical for for not only the ground game but then set up you know, those deep shots that Milrow proved to be really, really good at uh, against MTSU. So uh, I think I think it's really important that they focus on the ground game because yeah. that also is going to prevent with well, that with well, a new clock rule. That's going to keep that Texas offense off the field. Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, uh, uh, J- Jatavian Sanders, that the tight end that's that's unbelievable. They have a lot. Of, they have like a slew of running backs like Alabama does that are really talented. Yeah. So, um, just keeping those guys off the field will be will be important as well. So I, I'm excited to see how Tommy Reese decides to attack this Texas defense because if he does it how I think he he should, and I you know I don't know as much as Tommy Reese, th- then I think the ground game is going to be really important. Yeah, I agree 100, Stacy. I feel like we need to come out and establish the run early on. And like you said, that will open up the the play actions, the the um, the read options, stuff like that for for Milrow. And um, you know, I, I really like the game plan how we started out last week to get Milrow acclimated with the with the speed of the game and get him you know get his confidence up early. Uh, but I feel like to get his confidence up, we're going to have to get that run game started early and then hit some short passes underneath and then. Maybe take a long shot when when the time you know when the opportunity presents itself. And you know you can use the short passing game such as jet sweeps or you know the little tosses they they kind of run to to guys like Isaiah Bond as a as an extension of the running game and right. that keeps the defense honest as well makes them move sideline to sideline so uh, th- that could be something you see a little bit as well against Texas and, and you know Texas got some really good defenders they got one defensive lineman that's a stud uh, Jalen Ford's a linebacker who's you know maybe one of the maybe the best linebacker album is going to face all season in the regular season so uh, it's it's not going to be an easy matchup because they got some dudes on that side of the football, but uh, I, I think Alabama's going to be up to the challenge, and, and I'm looking forward to when Alabama has the ball, how they decide to attack that Texas defense. But but now, Jake, let's kind of look at that at, at the reverse of that, Jake, and when Texas has the football, Quinn Ewers and that Texas offense against Deontay Lawson and those 11 guys on the defensive side of the football for Alabama, uh, what do you think the pr- approach is for Kevin Steele, and, and how do you think Alabama matches up with Texas uh, the Texas offense. You know, last year, Quinn Ewers, you know, started eating us up alive, you know, very early on in the game. And I'm just going to be completely honest. This is a different defense than that defense was last year. I feel like they're more talented on the back end in the secondary. And I feel like the linebackers are set up to, to be, be more explosive than, than the linebackers were last year. So, I feel like this is a different defense than, than Quinn Ewers uh, saw last year, and uh, I think they're going to be up to the challenge. Uh, this defense, one of the biggest things that I saw very first on the first outing uh, last Saturday night is our defenders, our secondary, has their heads turned around and looking for the ball. I'm like, I've been preaching and harping about that for three years now. They, I mean, if you're running with a receiver, get your head turned around, look where the ball is at too. Uh, they they started doing that a lot now. Kool Aid just being an absolute 
shut down corner. You're going to have him against Worthy. If he can shut Worthy down throughout the entire game, I know Worthy's going to get his shots, but if if he contains him to, i say, 75 yards receiving, Alabama's in a great shape to win this ball game. And getting Jalen Key and, and uh, Malachi more healthy, it seems like they're going to be healthy enough to play. That's going to be huge in the secondary as well. Yeah, you right off the bat, you touched on two things that I think is the difference between last year's Alabama defense and this year's Alabama defense. The secondary is 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 there's more talented players, there's more depth there. And then in the front seven, not just in the linebackers, but I think in the front seven overall, Alabama is more athletic. Yeah. And and what that does is that it, it's I think that the pocket's going to collapse more on Quinn Ewers. That offensive line for Texas struggled to protect him against Rice. And, and I mean, I, I'm not no uh, rocket scientist, but uh, I think Alabama's front seven is a little better than Rice's. So, um, and I think they're going to be doing some shuffling along the offensive line this week as well. So, uh, I think there's there's a chance for Alabama to get after Quinn Ewers early and often and kind of set the tone for that game. And I think the athleticism that Alabama has – not only in the front seven, but in the entire defense, is really going to be the difference maker in this game, Jake. I think there could be a couple turnovers. Uh, you know, Quinn Ewers is one of those guys where, you know, there's certain points of the season and certain points in each game, he's he's actually like the Texas football program. There's moments where you're like, oh, yeah, they're back. Look at that team. They're so good. Mm-hmm. And then there's other moments where you're like, what? What? I, how do they lose to Kansas? How do they right. lose to Iowa State? I mean, or wh- whatever. And and so uh, he has all the talent, but he just can't seem to put it together on a consistent uh, basis. So uh, if he's not consistent, Texas really doesn't have a chance in the game because this defense is going to make you pay if you make a mistake. There's too many yep. talented playmakers in that back end. You mentioned Jalen Key, Malachi Moore. If those two dudes can play for Alabama – then I feel really, really confident that album is going to get it done defensively against uh, Quinn Ewers and company because, like you said, Kool-Aid's going to do his job. Uh, Terry and Arnold's going to do his job there uh, at corner as well. So uh, I just, I, I'm confident Alabama can apply pressure, force some mistakes from Quinn Ewers, and then that back end can, can you know, take advantage of those mistakes and, and, in a big way and force some turnovers. Yeah, two things I want to bring up, uh, Stacy. Uh, first off, you're talking about the front seven. I was very impressed. And we've heard how Tim Keenan has been just dominating fall camp and all that. He had a great game. I don't think he had a lot of stats, but he was in the backfield, it seemed like, a lot uh, last Saturday night. And, and speaking of of that front seven and, and the, the stats, per se, I know the defense line didn't, didn't put up a lot of stats, but they did their job. We talked about that because we was only sending five. And we was getting to the quarterback, you know. So we talked about if the defensive line is holding their blocks and, and taking up a guy or two, then you got a free edge rusher somewhere. And that's what happened. There be we could send eight guys last year and, and couldn't get to the quarterback. This year we're only sending five and we're getting to the quarterback. That spells danger for for not only this week but for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I think I think it's because guys like Q Robinson have stepped up. They've matured. They've become really good football players. 
uh, Chris Braswell as well. You yep. talked about Tim Keenan, a guy who's really starting to blossom into a really good football player. You know what you have in Jaheim Otis and Justin Aboyby. Uh, Deontay Lawson is is one of the best defensive players in the entire country. His ability to play sideline to sideline and make tackles is he, he's unreal, Jake. And he could he could really be the difference maker in this game, Jake, because uh, you mentioned how Alabama can achieve pressure by rushing five or less. Mm-hmm. And, and when you can drop that many guys into coverage, guys like Deontay Lawson uh, mm-hmm. to cover a back out of the backfield or maybe try to stick him on a tight end, even though they got, you know, who I think is probably the second best tight end in the country behind Brock Bowers mm-hmm. and Jatavian Sanders, uh, that's going to be a tough matchup for Alabama. But I think Alabama has enough dudes to kind of contain him. Maybe not one guy by himself, but as a unit, they can they can kind of contain him to a – you know, to a game where he doesn't make too much of an impact. So uh, I really like the way Alabama matches up with the Texas offense defensively because of all the athleticism that's there on the, that defensive unit. And and you think Deontay Lawson really encapsulates that as a whole. He's a, he's a linebacker who's physical, but he also is athletic enough to play in space and make, make plays in space. He was all over the field last Saturday night. I mean, it seemed like – Every time, you know, a play was when somebody made a tackle, it was him. I was like, my gosh, he's just everywhere. And, uh, you know, we didn't even mention Dallas Turner because I don't think Dallas Turner needs to be mentioned because we know what Dallas Turner is going to do. He's going to find the ball and he's going to attack. So, uh, but but you're right. Chris Braswell had a great night. I was glad to see that. Uh, I'm Again, you know, I, I'm trying not to be too hyped because it was Middle Tennessee State, but I saw a lot of, lot of positives from this defense from previous defenses that I can't help but to be hot because if they play up to their potential, I, I really, truly believe nobody can can beat this Alabama team this year. I, I, I'm with you, Jake. I think this defense has a chance to be really, really special this season because, I mean, we've said it over and over again tonight, just the athleticism that they have at all three levels – Mm-hmm. and the depth that they're kind of continuing to build on that side of the football. So yep. excited about what this defense can do. Uh, Jake, is there any other players that you think could really like, – I don't want you to tell me who you think the MVP of, of, of either the offense or the defense is, but who, if you had to pick one player from each side that could be kind of that difference maker for Alabama, uh, who, who would that be? Uh, from each side? Yeah, yeah, each okay. side of football. Um, on, on the on the uh, offensive side, I think I really want to go wide receiver, but I'm thinking I'm going to take your pick from last week and say Amari Nyblack. Uh, last last week, I think in the second half, he really come on, and you could really see what he could do to a defense and, and in this offense this year. He's really going to give another option to Mil- uh, Milrow, and I feel like he's going to be open a couple of times uh, this week, and and him and Milrow is going to have a good connection. Uh, and on the defensive side, I think Kool-Aid, I, I already said it earlier, but if he can slow down uh, Xavier Worthy to – and just – I know Worthy's going to get his shots. But if he can just hold him to just a little bit, uh, maybe 75 yards, uh, maybe four or five catches, it, it's game over, I, I feel like. I don't think – I don't think Texas has somebody else that they can depend on if they're down too far in the game that they can go to 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 lead them back to their comeback. And and if Kool-Aid has him covered up, that they don't have another option, I don't feel like. 
All right, guys. Sorry about that. We're having some technical difficulties this this evening as we record the show. So we're going to skip right ahead to our, our score predictions and our MVPs for the ball game. Uh, Jake, hit us off real quick. Uh, I'm going to say 42 uh, to 20, Alabama uh, MVP. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to go with Isaiah Bond. I think he's going to have a big game. I love I love I love that pick. All right, I'm going to go Alabama 35. Texas 17. I think uh I think uh Jace McClellan is gonna is gonna show out against his, his home state school. I think he's gonna rush for anywhere between 125 and 150 yards in this matchup. I think he may break a, a run or two that are that are big time and kind of thank you guys so much for watching. Sorry for all the technical difficulties. We're trying to work through it as best we can. We'll be back Saturday morning, but until then, roll tide. Roll tide. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.